0: And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you. Not Angela Robinson this morning, it's Brett Robinson. Brett, you could take a deep breath now.
1: Uh, I can, I can. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And we have a special
0: guest on the phone, Corey Anderson. Good morning, Corey. Good morning.
1: All right.
0: And we're going to talk disability. Brett, take it
1: away. We have a, an interesting month, and I guess everything that's going on in our lives right now you could call uh, interesting, uh, new, and upcoming but we do have a guest on with us today it's a month that's uh, I guess dedicated to disability awareness and uh, may not sound like fun except for uh, if we go through this and and at some point you do need disability insurance and you have the coverage you need then you're gonna be thankful and think it was a fun conversation to have to be prepared for but without going any further I do want to introduce our guest we're uh, he's out of Minnesota Uh, He may not be a Cowboys fan. He might be a Vikings fan, but that's okay. There's worse. Uh, But we're thankful to have him uh, on. Uh, He's a family man. He's the disability geek. And what that means in uh, any industry is if there's anything to know about disability, this is where he puts all of his mind and, and effort into is so much into the details that a lot of times it's not about the answer it's about the right questions to ask to get what you need to have to take care of you so i just uh Corey, thank you so much for for being on with us this morning we sure uh appreciate you and hope everything's going well in minnesota
0: everything is brett i appreciate it and uh, as i would say skull viking
1: <laughs> there you go uh, back to the topic though uh disability and insurance uh, again, insurance is uh, on the forefront is is not always and Corey, you can sure add to this, but the conversation on the front end of of paying for insurance is something that people don't necessarily jump for joy when you go to visit with them
0: no people aren't uh, knocking down our doors every day to buy disability insurance or even insurance in general. It's one of those things where you uh, you call when you uh, need it, but when you need it, maybe it's a little too late. So it's how do we have that conversation earlier on before something happens and find out that our coverage isn't what we expected. If we're sick or hurt, are we going to be able to pay the bills?
1: Uh, looking this morning and, and to have a little bit of humor, here's a doctor talking to the patient. He says, uh, laughter is the best medicine. He says, but your insurance only covers chuckles, snickers, and giggles. <laughs> So to kind to kind of lead into the to the topic here is, again, is uh, in our experience, we've never had somebody have too much insurance when it came to the time that they needed it. And uh, the idea is making sure that you have adequate insurance. So when we're when we're talking, you know, one of the things I know we wanted to go over today is the false security of group policies. And just to make sure that, you know, yes, I have disability insurance. Uh, but the security of uh, of what the employer plan offers and, and maybe what might be missing.
0: So if I was somebody uh, listening in on this, I would think, when was the last time I reviewed my income protection? If it hasn't been in the last few years, you definitely should take a review of it. And with group insurance policies, if you have a group plan through work, it is not owned, it's rented. Meaning the insurance company can change things every one to three years. They can change the definition, they can cancel it they can change the rates on your employer they can do anything like that every one to three years whereas with an individual policy you own the policy it's not rent. and so when we get into a group plan we look at a group plan that a lot of people have uh typically more than half of the population has a group disability policy through work but with it there's a lot of things that aren't covered so for example a group plan might say we'll cover 60 percent of your wage but what is your wage? So does it just call it your salary or your bonus or your commission or stock grants and stock options? And can you live on 60% of what you're making right now? Most people can't. And what it is is we can actually look at people and protect 115% of their income. Kind of like you'd want to protect 100% of your house, 100% of your car. We can protect 100% of your income.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, again, it goes back to the right questions and You know, it's been interesting visiting with folks during these times that we go through or that we're going through right now is the what if. Uh, There's so many of us that think, you know, that what if that when it happens to those folks, you know, I feel bad for them. Uh, But it's not going to happen to me. Odds are it won't happen to me. Uh, It's real easy to have that or easier to have that conversation. Now we're going through uh, the coronavirus. You know, who would have thought that would have happened? to the size and scale that it has. So what ifs do happen to us? And and the the mindset is to make sure that you have the coverage that you need when you get there. And and another thing is, are we going to be working for the same employer? So when you leave that plan, if you don't own it, does it go with you, Corey?
0: Yeah, a lot of group plans are not portable. So if you leave from employer A to employer B, that doesn't go with you. And Let's say you're working for employer A till midnight tonight, and you start at your new employer right at midnight tonight, for the new employer, a lot of times you're not going to have a new group policy. You're going to have anywhere from a three to six-month wait before you get a new policy. And even if you have a new policy, there's going to be things that are excluded, what we call pre-existing conditions. So let's say you're on heart medication and you switch employers tonight, get the new employer. Let's say they give you a group plan right away, but six months in, you have a heart attack, that's not going to be covered because that's a pre-existing condition. and Typically, they aren't covered for the first 12 months.
1: Yeah, again, it's, it's like you said at the beginning, it's why we always want to review everything that we uh, uh, have going on in your life, because life changes. It may take three, five, ten years before there's a change that causes anything, or, or there could be a in a few months something changes that cause you to uh, uh, a new plan in place to to go forward, and, and this is just one of those situations you mentioned something when we were talking earlier about uh, the claim or the amount of claims that you can take and looking at a group policy versus others, uh, and it's specifically the one-time claim policy. Could you go over that a little bit further, please?
0: Yeah, so typically if you're working for an employer and you become disabled on the group plan, you start receiving benefits. At a certain point, you're no longer an employee. They're going to let you go, but you're still going to have the group disability policy pain. However, let's say you recover, you're going through cancer and you recover, once you've recovered for a certain period, and it depends on the policy, but once you've recovered for a certain period, you no longer have that policy anymore to fall back on, and you're no longer working at that employer. You're probably getting a job at some new employer. So it's a one-time claim because that policy doesn't follow you through life, whereas an individual policy, you own it. It follows you wherever job you go to, wherever state you go to, whatever your income goes to. Your individual policy follows you, whereas a group plan is more or less rented.
1: You know, It's it's interesting. You said it depends on what the policy says. And and there's a a, a line we like to say is, the big print gives and the little print takes away. And uh, again, it's knowing what the little print saying and what the need is to be able to get it taken care of. But with that being said, we're going to go into our first break. When we get back, Uh, more fun on disability insurance.
0: And welcome back to Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Monday
1: morning. We have Corey Anderson from the great state of Minnesota with us and Brett Robinson. They're talking disability insurance. Brett. We're back with our special guest, the Minnesota Viking talking about the fun subject of disability insurance next thing we want to look over is a uh, kind of the protection period and then the different types of protection that you you have and core this goes back again is just knowing how to review the policy read the policy and, and then ask the right questions to make sure you get what you need in the instance that it's something that you actually need so it's again it's if you pay for auto insurance and something happens to your car you want to make sure that if there's an accident you have the coverage that you need uh, you don't want too much, but you, you sure don't want to be out of pocket and not be able to take care of it. And, and understand your disability insurance, all the moving parts of that, so important. And glad to have you on and your wisdom and uh, experience in this field. But uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the protection time and the different uh, maneuvers inside of that, please?
0: Yes. Yeah, so what we see in a lot of group plans is group disability policies will say at claim time, if you can't do the duties of your occupation, we'll pay you for two years. After two years, if you can do any occupation, go do it. So think of you're walking around with this uh, sense of security that i got a group plan, my employer's covering me, they're taking care of me. You did a four-year education, you have worked your way up in your career, you got a fantastic job. You become sick or hurt and can't do your job. They start paying you, and they pay you for two years. But after two years, they're going to send you a little letter and say, what are you capable of doing? And basically, if you can do anything based on training, education, or experience, go do it. And that's what most group plans, not all, but most group plans have that limitation, which I'm not a big fan of. If you can't do the duties of your occupation, I want to make sure you get paid and we don't force you to go do some other occupation.
1: It's interesting. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of times you visit with folks and say, well, you know, I'm not uh, doing underwater welding. What's the odds of me needing disability? You know, I have an office job and everything's okay. But, you know, just the life of uh, stress or or what's going on and you just don't know it's that what if that needs to be covered and again do you want to have a life-changing event and do you want that life-changing event not only to affect you but your loved ones because again anytime that we talk about coverage when it's for insurance and in your planning field it's not usually for you the one that's being insured a lot of times it's for those that you care about and that you love so just like you were talking about Corey, we want to make sure that we review this and then the question is, is okay if this happens to you not only are you, but are you, your family, your kids, is, uh, is your lifestyle going to be the same in the future as it was today just because of this uh, what if that came up and just uh, hit you out of nowhere and just being ready for it?
0: Brett, with that, when you talk about family, too, that two-year occupation protection is near and dear to my heart. My cousin is basically my little brother. He ended up becoming disabled and had to have multiple spine surgeries, multiple back fusions, oh, couldn't wow. lift 10 pounds from the floor to his waist couldn't stand for prolonged periods or sit for prolonged periods. His group disability policy paid him for two years. And after two years they stopped paying because of that provision. His orthopedic surgeon said he was totally disabled, but the policy said if you can do anything, if you can basically fog a mirror, go do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with most plans is that, and I watched my cousin go through this, ended up going on welfare for multiple years because of that. So we would encourage people to make sure we're looking at the plan and understanding what happens at claim time with the definition of their contract.
1: Yeah, again, it's just knowing what to look for and the right questions to be able to ask. You said something about a a family member. So uh, leading into family care, the ability to to care for a family member uh, and be able to do that at home versus in in a facility when it comes to disability insurance.
0: I think of this recent pandemic and with the global pandemic with COVID-19 and how many people, unfortunately, inside of um, assisted living places and long-term care nursing homes and things like that aren't doing so well. And we're seeing at least in Minnesota 80% of the deaths are in long-term care facilities. I can't help but think one of our disability policies has a family care option on it where if you need to take care of a parent, spouse, or child, parent, spouse, or child, who need long-term care, you can receive up to six months on your policy to take care of them without ever being disabled yourself. So think if something happens to mom or something happens to dad or something happens to your spouse or one of your children and they need assistance with long-term care, you can take six months off of work and get paid on your benefit. Your policy can pay you for six months while you're taking care of them.
1: Yeah, it's that flexibility and uh, options to be able to do what <clears throat> works best for your situation and again cory you've been down the road and heard so many different stories and experiences to be able to to bring to the table i was in a car with a client one time who was uh, sharing a story about a friend of theirs and and uh, this is on a long-term care policy saying you know what that just doesn't work it doesn't pay right and I was through some questions back. And just like you're saying here, at the end of the day, what it was is they got sold a policy, but the, the final question wasn't asked. Would you like the option to be able to care for your loved one at home? Or do you, if you don't, then you can have it where they must use a facility. Well, it got down to the point of needing it. And they really wanted to care for the family member at home, like you were saying, for whatever reason that they had. Uh, but that option wasn't there if they were going to capitalize on the product that they had purchased for that need, so they got put into a position yep. of what to do.
0: And I, the family care, I, the, um, the thing I think right away is I think of parents, like us taking care of our parents. And in reality, this insurance company has realized that more of their claims have actually been for children. So parents taking care of their children when something serious happens and they need long-term care. So it opens up. Some conversations to have with your trusted
1: advisor. <clears throat> I know you have young children, and uh, with you saying that, and some of the uh, tricks that our seven-year-old and four-year-old pull, yeah, they scare the heck out of you sometimes. I'll put it that way. Some <laughs> of the, the, the choices uh, uh, they believe they are Superman or Thor. Uh, there's so many now I don't even know, but they'll try things. They put that cape on and they can jump off the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: We appreciate that, Corey, a solid policy. So in your mind, when you're looking at a policy, what's a, a really good p- policy look like? And, and when we go into this, if you would kind of, you know, making sure the right coverage is there and the right pay and then flexibility, again, is something that's very important because there's full coverage, there's partial coverage. What if I don't get completely disabled? Am I going to be able to capitalize on this coverage?
0: Well, when we look at disability insurance, it's like buying a car. So down in Texas, you can buy that Ford F-350, crew cab, dually, diesel, Lariat version with everything on it, or you could buy a Geo Metro or somewhere in between. And with disability insurance, it's the same type of thing is, is you basically choose your budget and what you want to spend on it, and you can pick and choose different features. When I look at a policy, a solid disability policy or income protection policy, I want to make sure there's three components to it. One is what we call residual or partial. Two is that the policy actually protects your occupation. Uh, so if something happens to you, it, it make sure it's there. And then three is I like to have it cover, uh, making sure it's enforced at claim time. So meaning that we don't overbuy on the coverage. There's a lot of people that might want to buy that Cadillac, but I don't want to have them buy the Cadillac in two or three years later they cancel the
1: Cadillac. So we're going to take a break on that note and come back and dig deeper into those. Corey, perfect perfect segment.
0: Final segment, Life Planning 101. Brett has a special guest, Corey Anderson.
1: So we're back with Corey, and, and right, before, right before break, Corey, you left us hanging, uh, or I took you away, but you did it perfect. We have uh, the three, what makes a solid policy, or what's a solid policy look like? And you went through the the three items that you had on that, we're going to dig a little deeper into to those as we wrap up today.
0: So number one would be residual or what some people call partial, but the key on that is is think of the football analogy. You guys love your Dallas Cowboys down there. And so if we're looking at the goalpost, you got the left-hand side, then you have the crossbar, and then you have the right-hand side. What residual does is it covers that downslope on the left-hand side of the goalpost where you're gradually deteriorating, having a loss of time, or duty or effectiveness and a loss of income of 20% or more, they're paying that percentage loss. Bottom of the the goalpost or the crossbars where you're totally disabled, they're paying total benefits. Right-hand side of the goalpost is where you're getting back to work but you're still having a loss of time or duty or effectiveness and a loss of income of 20% or more, they're paying that percentage loss. Without residual, they're only covering the crossbar or total disability, but with residual, They're covering the down slope and the up slope. So it's very important to have residual on your policy and have good residual. There's many different versions of it, but a good advisor would review that.
1: It gives Again, it goes back to that flexibility and options and just making sure that you have what you think you have.
0: Absolutely. And that's a must on every policy, in my opinion. In fact, if a client said they weren't going to put that on there, I'd have them sign a waiver form, which we've never had a client skip that. The second one is, is, is making sure we have a good definition. So what I mean by that is is making sure that we protect your occupation. Like we talked about group insurance only typically protects you for two years on your occupation. I don't want that. I want every client to have where if they, they're they sick or hurt and can't use their occupation, we protect them and we never force them to do something between now and age 65 or age 67. So I want to make sure we protect their occupation the entire time and make it so they can't change that. So think of it as your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance, your health insurance, Every a year, they send you a little letter in the mail saying, thanks for being a client. We've made a few changes to your contract, and there's a whole bunch of changes. With an individual policy, if we set it up right, they can't make any of those changes between now and age 65.
1: So even if, if there's a claim or a change in, in occupation or, or lifestyle or move from state to another state, does that policy go with you?
0: That policy can follow you, absolutely, and without any changes. And the last key part is, is making sure you buy the right kind of contract so that it's force at claim time the best policy is the one that's enforced at claim time there's no point in setting up this wonderful policy if you're going to cancel it in a year or two versus i like to look at clients and say look this is a policy where you plan on paying for the next 20 years or whatever it may be if you're 35 you want to pay for another 25 years or so to make sure we protect your income until you get to the date where you can retire and not have a, any worry financially
1: that's yeah, interesting you say that we had a, a client that they were having a baby and uh, while she was on her leave from work she wanted disability on her husband and wanted short term and in, in his specific occupation of uh, you know through research finding a company that allowed him to have long-term disability like you were talking about to age 65 is uh is hard to come by and in that conversation we went to so do you think you're going to possibly need this after you go back to work and uh she's well we, we sure could well this gives you that option and that flexibility just versus just covering for the uh few months or year or whatever you wanted to cover while you were going to be be away from your uh your employment so again it goes goes back to when you read these Corey. i'm assuming everything you do is you you would go through the questions of uh you know what's important to you what do you want to look like in the future and, and uh, uh what are we trying to help you with if something does happen absolutely awesome awesome well uh, we're going to kind of ch- change, uh, change up here a little bit because I know it's interesting. A lot of people wonder well, what, disability claims are out there? What are, what are the causes? And then what are some that may uh, not be covered by a group plan and have better coverage or less limitations by an individual policy?
0: One of the big ones is mental nervous. So if you go to distress, depression, anxiety, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, Almost every group plan out there limits that to a two-year benefit at claim time, whereas most individual policies pay that as a normal claim. And many people are thinking, probably as they're driving down the road listening to this, is it's never going to happen to me. However, in reality, more than 10% of all claims are tied to mental nervous. I'm married. i got four little kids. What if I uh, went off to work uh, today and came home and there was a robbery gone bad at the house? You never know how to react if something happened to my wife or one of my kids. I think a mental nervous claim is not what happens to you, but what happens to your surroundings that cause you to have a mental nervous claim.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Even in times with the market volatility, like we're having today, we, uh, have stories of, uh, of a history where clients can make a decision and they make that decision. And then a year later, two years later, they don't even remember making it. So when you talk about coming home, a robbery gone bad and something causing an issue you know we don't think that'll happen but it's it's triggered in our mind and we don't even know we're going to start making decisions that we wouldn't have made before and to have that protection and that coverage well yeah i was doing some reading this morning it's one in seven people ages 35 and 65 and, and i don't know this was on a study uh but ages 35 to 65 can expect to become disabled for five years or longer i don't know whether to speak to the truth of that Corey uh, but when you look at percentages I guess the big question is is what if and uh, wh- what do you want your situation to look like if it does happen and with what you have in place and what you're paying for would it be worth having that reviewed and uh, in our opinion we think it's very important to have it reviewed and reviewed often enough just to make sure it's covering your situation We'll offer, Uh, If you have a review, send it in. Uh, We'll be happy to review your policies. Uh, We're so thankful, Corey, for you jumping on this morning with us. Great family man. Uh, I've been able to visit with him a couple times, and I look forward to uh, getting to know you better. But thanks again and wish you an awesome day. God bless America. God bless all of you, and, and take care. Thank you.